Welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula, a registered investment advisor. America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Saturday, and thanks for joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker, Scott Kirshner, Mr. Chaz Price. Here's how you reach out, 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030 online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about when should you get to work on a strategy for those higher taxes that President Biden is proposing. But first, uh, got to welcome the guys in. Chaz, Scott, glad to be with you. Happy Independence Day weekend to you and to all the listeners out there. How are you? Yeah, yeah, same to you. Hopefully you have uh, great plans for the family on uh, the uh, 4th of July. Things are going well here. We've kind of had a rainy week leading up to this, but uh, weather is good, nice and hot and toasty. A little warm, yeah, for sure. Certainly not as hot as the uh, Pacific Northwest. I know they're getting... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know what? I, I won't complain late. when there's uh, triple digits over there on the West Coast. Yeah, uh, that's incredible. I'm, I'm okay yeah. with you know staying inside and enjoying the air conditioner. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into the show here with something a little bit atypical. We normally talk about inflation as a, as a bad thing, you know, something that's going to cause problems in your retirement. But actually, the Senior Citizens League says a rising inflation rate could actually help Social Security recipients next year. Guys, how does that work? Well, you know what? Uh, the cost of living adjustments are really driven by consumer pricing. You know, when you look at back in uh, 2009, there's an article written in t- uh, 2009 that the cost of living increase was, I think, 4.7, 4.9%, something like that back in 2009. And it was because the inflation and the cost of products were so high that they gave the seniors a break. Here's my thought on this, and who knows whether my thought's right or wrong, but I've got some some data and some information to kind of back this up. Yeah, the seniors may, you know, the, the this article says that uh, they're looking at a possible 4.9% uh, in 2022 cost of living increase for Social Security. But here's what they're not talking about, not taking into consideration. You know, I do, I specialize in Medicare, so I know these costs and I see these costs. In 2009, the Medicare Part B premium was $96.40. Okay, so that's all well and good in 2009. Today, it's $148.50. So, okay, you get a bump of 4.7%. That's great. And I hope they do. Don't get me wrong. I hope they do. But I want you to also think about a couple other things. That's a 54% increase. Not only was the Part B premium increased, but so were the out-of-pocket expenses for Medicare. For example, the deductible for hospitalization, Part A, went from 1064 in 2009 to 1484 today. And then when you look at the, the price to go into a skilled nursing facility, was 133.50 today it's 185.50 and the last uh, crazy number i'll tell you is the part b deductible in 2009 was 135 today it's 203 so sure getting a bump in the cost of living adjustments for social security is great but you also have to take into account 
that these expenses are going to be quite a bit higher as well. Yeah, there's the good and the bad. There's always the opposite side of the coin. Um, and I agree with Scott um, in that inflation is the real culprit. And you know, 4.7% uh, cost of living adjustment is nice that the retirees are getting it now. But I don't think, as you're pointing out, it's been enough over the last 10 years to really no. keep up. So the other point, and, and I love that, you know, you talk about it from the health insurance perspective. I talk about it from the in, more of an investment perspective. Mm -hmm. And we had that same exact conversation in our investment committee meeting last week. Um, we identified that, yes, there are pockets of some significant inflation, number one being energy. The cost of a barrel of oil, you and I were sitting upstairs <laughs> a year and a half ago talking about how crazy it was yes. that if I wanted to sell a barrel of oil, I had to actually pay the buyer. You know, Yeah, we were, we were contemplating going out and buying a tanker truck, <laughs> going and having them fill it up and pay us to fill it up and sit on it. Because we knew yep. it was insane. Now, fast forward a year and a half, a barrel of oil is $70. So that's where there's significant inflation. Also, we've seen inflation in, uh, in automobile prices. Absolutely. Uh, I had a client call last week and kind of um, out, of the, out of the blue, he says, hey, Chaz, I need $30,000. I haven't, you know, we haven't ever had discussions like that. And I was like, okay, what are you doing? And he said, the lease on my truck is up. It's the same exact model as one that's on the, the lot there. Um, they want to charge $50,000, wow. you know, take it off the yeah. lot. And my lease, I can buy it out for twenty five grand. Sure. And so there's there's pockets of inflation, not all across the board. Um, but I don't the other problem with uh, Social Security and the cost of living is I wouldn't expect that going right. forward. Right. You know, it's kind of this one one shot deal, if you will, because of some of those same reasons that we just discussed that it's nice to see that the Social Security is moving up at all. I, I think sometimes clients question whether or not they'll ever see an increase, and so that's nice. Yep. Uh, but I wouldn't ex expect it because, remember, the federal government, they have a, an inflation target. They assume a certain amount of inflation is mm -hmm. healthy for the economy. And in order for this sort of cost of living adjustment and, and rampant inflation to set in, I think we would have to see inflation more than some of those numbers that we just gave. Right. And we would have to see the governments, the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, the chairman, their policies be ineffectual, basically fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't see that happening. They've been very transparent. So, you know, it's good that you're getting it, but yeah. don't plan on oh, that no, sort of increase no. in the future. And typically those those numbers are announced in October. So, you know, we got something to look forward to October. Um you know, I went to uh, Nolan and um, our, our team in Ann Arbor had an event uh, this past Tuesday and Wednesday, and I went up there and uh, hung out with the guys up there and talked about uh, people coming in with Social Security. And there's a chart that Nolan goes off of that he shows the, the uh, participants in the event. And there were actually, I was surprised at this, there were actually from 2000 up to 2020, there were actually three or four years where there was no adjustment at mm -hmm. all absolutely it was zero um you know so like Chaz you're you're absolutely right you know hey we're talking about the government we're talking about you know we don't know what's going to happen uh things are crazy out there crazy expensive you know we were talking before we came on the air about how you know the cost of of products the going to the restaurants and um the weights and and the cost I mean we went to dinner after uh, the Tuesday event and it was a um, hibachi grill place that we went to. And we sat there 
for three hours wow. because they only had three yeah. chefs that were able to cook for us. Yeah. You know, so don't don't necessarily count on it. We can hope for it. We can always be hopeful. Um, I hope I hope the seniors get it. Um, but you know what? Don't don't bank on it. Yeah. The other thought too I had on that when I saw that article is that. You know, we, we already know Social Security is under a lot of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. The, there are studies out there. SocialSecurity.gov is a good place to go. And they'll tell you that the Social Security trust fund, and I'm using quotations, trust fund, um, that if it does, in, in fact, truly exist out there, a separate account set aside for this Social Security, I have a hard time believing that and that we have a $30 right. trillion dollar deficit. But if it does exist, <laughs> it is scheduled to be depleted by 2034. And... Couple that with the fact that there are 10,000 people over the age of 65 now retiring, or 62 rather, that are eligible for benefits. And we've had, ever since the baby boomer generation, we've had this birth dearth where mm -hmm. there just haven't been enough, the birth rates have slowly declined. And so what you have is depleting trust fund, uh, you have uh, a, a shrinking workforce, paying for benefits on an increasing number of beneficiaries oh, absolutely. in addition to a 5% cost of living adjustment and inflation for some people that, you know, maybe, uh, are, uh, um, not as, as experienced with investments, just assume that inflation is going to happen. Uh, it's going to be, you know, some people feel it's going to be rampant. Mm -hmm. If that is the case, it's a pretty dangerous path to be oh, traveling yeah, on right now. And, and so. when you look at the people that are choosing to not work, you know, we, you know, yeah, we've had that talk about that. I mean, yeah, we don't want to talk. <laughs> we don't want to get, go down that rabbit hole. But think about, you know, the people that are choosing to not work, they're not paying into uh, these funds for Medicare, Social Security. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of That's things true. that are, they're not paying into that. Um, I had to think about that. You pay income tax yeah. on unemployment, but not FICA. Uh, I believe that's correct, yeah. you know. So, you know, the article, if anybody wants to go out and, and um, uh, read about what we're talking about with the cost of living, uh, it's uh, www.thinkadjuster.com. We can link that off of our website as well. Yeah, you know, again, we typically don't get the, the COLA adjustment, the cost of living adjustment, the actual numbers until October. So there's still a little bit of time, which means uh, there is time for that to change. 4.7% boost is, is going to be beneficial if you are receiving Social Security uh, that would help a lot of people. But Chaz and Scott pointed out there, that is not typical. That is not something that you see every year. There have been years where it has been next to nothing. And then in those years where it hasn't been, you know, the cost of Medicare will, will increase and, and basically take that money out. I mean, that is why it's called the cost of living adjustment, but it isn't yep. necessarily uh, enough usually to offset more than one expense. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, if this is the case, it is, it is fantastic for those retirees out there, but that is not something that you need to bank on when it comes to the entirety of your retirement that you're always going to get, you know, a 4.7% bump uh, year in, year out in your retirement. You need more than that. And hopefully you're not relying solely on Social Security when it comes to your retirement plan. Again, it all comes back to developing a proper strategy leading into retirement. And, and that starts before you're in the, the home stretch towards retirement, you know, before you turn 61 and you plan on retiring at 62. It's never too early to plan. And honestly, the earlier that you can plan, the better you can potentially be set up for in the future. 419-794-3030 is how you start developing that plan with America's Retirement Headquarters. 419-794-3030. Or you can find them online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. You can schedule a time there as well. This is America's Retirement Headquarters here on News Radio 1370 WSPD in 92.9. i to take a quick break. going to open up the phone lines right now. If you have any questions, feel free to give a call, 419-794-3030. And when we come back, well, we still don't know yet which of President Biden's proposed tax hikes might actually pass. 
and we're going to talk about whether or not we should come up with a strategy uh, and hear what Chaz and Scott recommend. There was a time when the answer was... A million dollars. 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 The question... How much is a lot of money? Think about this. During the 80s, there were about 500,000 millionaires in the U.S. Today, there are over 18.6 million. There are millions of millionaires. The point is this. If you've saved a million dollars for retirement, congratulations. But even if you haven't, that's your fortune. Whether you carry that label of middle-class millionaire or not, Nolan Baker and the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can show you how to take those hard-earned dollars and create years of retirement happiness. When you do the math on your retirement, it's more about the number you get per month than the amount you've saved. Call America's Retirement Headquarters at 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. Or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Okay, I want to wish everyone out there a very happy Independence Day weekend. Lee Greenwood recorded this song back in 1983, but it wasn't until the Gulf War 91 that it really caught on. I remember my dad was deployed over there in Saudi Arabia, so this song was uh, very common. Heard this very often uh, during, during that time. Since then, it has become sort of a standard for those of us who still like to express our patriotism. Again, welcome back to America's Retirement Headquarters, and happy Independence Day weekend to everybody out there. 419-794-3030 is the number. 419-794-3030. And online, America's Retirement Headquarters.com. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't be Independence Day if we didn't talk about, you know, what goes on in, in Washington. That's kind of the nature of Independence Day in general. <laughs> and uh, something that has kind of been on the back burner for a little bit, but has come back to the, the forefront, has been the uh, infrastructure bill that, that President Biden has been pushing and, and trying to get through uh, ever since he took office back in January. And, and it's, again, come to the forefront recently. And so, guys, I know basically I, I'm, I'm basically winding you up right now and letting you go. So, so let's dive in here. <laughs> Well, thanks, Chris. I'm going to start this one off because I've done a fair amount of research on uh, President Biden's infrastructure plan. And um, it, it seems like he's getting some bipartisan support for the infrastructure plan. Um, it's, it's not a clear and cut path through that is indicating that he's going to get it all passed. But there's also some Democratic leaders that are wanting, in addition to the infrastructure spending plan, they're wanting a kind of a a social benefit sort of uh, plan to get passed that would help pay for some things like climate change, uh, social security benefits, long-term care, child care, things like that. So there's really these two competing uh, plans that are getting kicked around in Congress. Uh, it, it's still a very thin margin of hope whether or not one or both are going to get passed. But the question really that I think that everybody is struggling with, not only the leaders in Congress, in the Senate, but but everybody that, unless you're on a different planet right now, is how are we going to pay for this? Right. Um, I, I, they're proposing almost, between the two bills, I think I saw six another $6 trillion, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, $3.6 for the infrastructure, and then a, another, you know, 3 to $5 trillion for... Um, the reclamation plan, I think is what they're calling it. Um, but it, it essentially, there's only really a couple of different ways that you can pay for this. And, and Joe Biden has kind of set out his plan for paying for these programs, which is a tax on the rich. Right. He pretty much campaigned on the fact that he wasn't going to tax the middle class. And 
I question that because, as you know, with every push, there's an opposite and equal reaction. We know that in physics. Absolutely. So when you put emphasis somewhere, either something is being taken away somewhere else. And so uh, we're a little bit concerned regardless for the middle class. But here's what he's proposing. Essentially, anybody that's making more than a half a million dollars is looking at a substantial increase in income taxes. So the current highest income tax rate could go up to closer to 30, 39.6% for income taxes. And then this is a big one, taking long-term capital gains. Mm-hmm. So gains on you know realty and personal property and, yep. and things like that, investment assets, going from 20% up to 39.6. And then you add an additional 3.8% uh, Medicare surcharge due to the Affordable Care Act on there to help pay for that. Now, our wealthiest individuals are looking at paying close to 50% in taxes on some gains. But Chaz, hang on a second. So I don't have to be making $500,000 a year to realize the capital gains tax increase, correct? No, he's saying that it's primarily for higher wage earners. So if you're making okay, more so, than $500,000. So let's say, that, let's say that I'm making a hundred grand, but I have a piece of property that I came into that's mm-hmm. worth $2 million. I sell that piece of property. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay a higher capital gains tax, right? Not really. It depends on your income. You, depends on the income. Yes. Because the, the, the taxable, the tax rate that I'm paying at a hundred grand income versus uh, determines your long-term okay. capital okay, gains good. rates. Yep. Yeah. So that, so, but it's, again, it, it could be anything they want. They're changing it. You know, in addition to that, long-term capital gains are going up as well. They've got their sights squarely set on estate taxes. Mm-hmm. All of these initiatives and tax reductions that President Trump signed into office through the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act are pretty much being repealed. And so that's really my first question is, you know, it's more anecdotal than anything, but how does that make sense? Right. You know, how does all of the time and energy that our country has spent on getting these tax cuts into office makes sense to completely overturn them within four years. But, because they hated the name Trump. Yeah, I digress. But, <laughs> but essentially, my concern for the middle class is what is that going to do to them? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't mention corporate tax rates also. President Trump dropped them down to around 21%. Uh, the Biden administration wants to take them up to 28%. So what's that going to do to you and I, the middle class, the, the people that this country is built on? working mom and pop families. Well, my prediction, if I can make one, is I'm concerned about a stock market pullback as a result. Sure. If you see that as you're, if you're a wealthy individual, more wealthy, I should say, uh, because in this country, everybody's wealthy, in my opinion. But if you are a wealthier individual making more than $500,000 and you see on the horizon that it's going to cost you double to sell your stock, that you've appreciated significantly mm-hmm. in, in under maybe a year or two, what are you probably gonna do? You're gonna probably sell. Yeah, You're gonna absolutely. sell a big, a big portion of your stock. Now, these rules are retroactive. They're taking them all the way back to April 21. Mm-hmm. So there's really nothing that you can do uh, if they get passed, but you know, my inclination would be I'd probably wanna sell and, and get some of that, those capital gains sure. out just in hopes that maybe they they can make a change or they, they, that retroactive piece doesn't get passed. I don't think that's very fair. The other concern that I have um, is with corporate tax rates is we've seen this 
time and time again where companies decide to domicile and headquarter in other countries like mm-hmm. Ireland, where there's mm-hmm. more favorable uh, tax provisions and tax rates. And so we lose those companies. We lose the revenue and we lose, more importantly, the tax base that those large corporations generate simply because why are they going to pay taxes at 28% when they can go in domicile and just put a right. headquarters in Ireland yep. and pay 10 or 15 So that's one thing to look out for. Um, and, and I guess maybe an opportunity for investors could look is international. You know, right. U.S. has led U.S. investments, uh, domestic U.S. stocks uh, have led the charge, have been center stage for the last four or five, possibly 10 years. Uh, international and emerging markets have been kind of playing second fiddle. They've been doing okay, but not as good as the U.S. I would, you know, take a look at what your allocation is and make sure that you have a healthy allocation mm-hmm. towards international and emerging markets to take advantage of that trend if we do see that. In addition, it's just always good to have a mixture as sure. well. Diversify. Diversify. And, um, you know, Janet Yellen is speaking in London, I think, next week at the G7 uh, conference about a global tax minimum. So um, there's just a lot in taxes right now. But the most importantly is you need to put yourself in a position where, you know, hopefully you don't have to worry about taxes mm-hmm. when it comes time to pay them. Uh, normally, that's your required minimum distribution age or required beginning date, which is at 72 right now. So we can, you know, the advisors here can help you create a plan, a tax strategy that incorporates Roth conversions. Mm -hmm. So taking money out of your traditional IRAs, Mm -hmm. putting them into Roth IRAs, tax location, you know, getting taxable investments into favorable type of accounts, things like that. And so that you're better prepared because who knows, you know, these tax increases, the spending that um, President Biden and the administration is proposing has some some wide-ranging effects, even to the extent that it may even uh, reduce the age that so, that Medicare and Social Security right. can be claimed. You know, I've heard talk mm-hmm. of maybe even dropping that down to age 60. Yeah, they're <laughs> talking about dropping the Medicare eligibility age to 60. Let me take just a couple of minutes and kind of talk about that because... It's very, very popular. It's politically popular. Nearly two out of three Americans are backing the idea. But here's some here's some facts as things are right today that will really kind of throw a damper into this. So think about this. If you are 60 years old and you become eligible for Medicare, Let's say that in Northwest Ohio, I ran some numbers on this, so I have some hardcore numbers as of today. If you make $30,000 a year, you're 60 years old, you can actually go on the marketplace, you know, good old Obamacare, you could go on the marketplace and qualify for a silver plan and pay a premium of 78 bucks a month for a silver plan on the marketplace. Now with Medicare, remember I talked about in the first segment how Medicare Part B premiums 148.50. Well, right there, you're double that $78 right there with just the Medicare Part B cost. So then you have your wraparound coverages, whether it be your prescription plan or whether you decide to sign up for a Medicare 
uh, supplemental plan, you're looking at roughly $285 to $290 a month to sign up for Medicare at 60 years old. Why in the world would anybody do that when you can keep your employer coverage or sign up for the marketplace, the ACA plans, and pay 78 bucks? And where's the money going to come from? You know, that's kind of our theme here again, you know, we're, we're repeating ourselves, but where's the money going to come to pay for this? You know, talk about Social Security and Medicare and the cost and everything and the money running out. Where's this going to come from? I don't know how dropping the Medicare age to 60 is going to, to work out. I just, I, I don't know how that's going to work out. Those are things that uh, everybody needs to be thinking about when you see these plans out there, you know. It's just kind of craziness right now. You know, a lot of the things they're, they're talking about uh, with taxation and lowering the Medicare age, they're throwing things against the wall, seeing what sticks. Yep. Uh, but the ultimate question does, does come, you know, who's going to pay for these things? It, it's uh, difficult and, and can be downright frustrating to try to play the game, to try to plan for it if you don't know what the rules are. I have a five-year-old son, and that happens very often in my house, and it can get kind of frustrating trying to play the game along with him if he keeps changing the rules. And, and that is basically what Washington is doing right now. Uh, one thing to be almost certain of is the fact that there will be tax increases on you uh, at some point over the course of your retirement, there will almost certainly be tax increases. And so being able to go ahead and plan for that with the rules as they are right now is what you need to do. And then if they change down the line, being able to make those changes, being able to uh, be nimble and adjust accordingly to the new rules when they do come down the line. It can be complicated to do on your own and honestly probably ill-advised to do on your own. And that's where America's Retirement Headquarters, the Retirement Guys, and America's Medicare Associates really come into play. 419-794-3030 is how you set up a time to speak with them. Start developing a plan uh, with the rules in place as they are now, and again, as they change down the line, uh, being able to adjust and, and, and play the game according to the new rules. 419-794-3030. You can always find them online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. And once again, we want to thank you so much for joining us this week, as, as we do every week. We are truly uh, appreciative of it. Hope you have an excellent Independence Day weekend. Hope we have a safe Independence Day weekend. And guys, as we wrap up, I'm going to leave you with the final word. Jazz, thanks again. Uh, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Scott. Happy Fourth of July to everybody out there. Every financial decision should be driven by what you value. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussion not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.